All right, everybody, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Take Podcast here, and I'm your host, Jackson Burleson, but we're going to get into this episode right away because I have a ton to say about week one in this NFL season, but first, I want to start out with, <laughs> it, it, makes me, it makes me tear up talking about it, but Dak Prescott's injury. Now, Dak Prescott's injury, hmm. He was 6 for 18, throwing the ball behind his receivers, not being accurate with the football, just wasn't playing well at all to begin with. And now we lose him anyways. I was honestly fine with it. When I was watching the game, I was like, wow, Cooper Rush is actually being more accurate. I was like, holy cow, that is the first thing I've ever seen. And it's super disappointing because Dak always says he continues to get better He's saying, oh, this is going to be our year. Like, stop being deceitful to these Cowboys fans, especially me, because I am a diehard Cowboys fan, and I'm tired of the losing. I'm really tired of it. It's not Mike McCarthy's fault. It's Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott. Those two guys are the key components to us sucking because Kellen Moore doesn't have the brains at all. He doesn't have the brains. He made some stupid play calls last night that I was really like, what the heck? Like, what are you doing? Like, how could you even come up with that play call? Like, it's like I could have been out there and could have been coach. I mean, seriously, I could have been the coach last night. That's how bad it was. I could have been coach. Like, it's super, super disappointing because I don't even know what else to say. I really don't. I mean, I'm just honestly very speechless because our defense last night played amazing. They held the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to 19 points, and the Bucs were down in the red zone several times last night. They got a stop when needed. I mean, they gave us every single opportunity to get back into the game, and our offense just couldn't get up the field at all. I mean, after the first drive of the game where we got a field goal, that was the farthest we made it down the field the entire game. That was the farthest we made it, which is so frustrating because our team isn't good to begin with. Our offense struggles except at running back. I was really impressed with Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott last night with the crappy offensive line we have. I mean, we literally have such an inexperienced offensive line. I mean, we literally have Tyler Smith, who's a rookie, starting at left tackle and taking Tyron Smith's place because he's out with a hamstring injury. And then we literally have, oh yeah, number 78. I don't know this guy's name because he's so bad. Number 78 on the Cowboys line. He had like five penalties last night. Five. And we had like double-digit penalties last night. We had 10 or 11 penalties, something like that. But we were the most penalized team in football last year, and we're going to continue to be by a long margin because we're just so undisciplined. Do you know how many false starts we had? Do you know how many pass interference calls we had. I mean, it's just so annoying because Mike McCarthy keeps saying, oh, we're going to instill some discipline into these guys. They're not instilling any discipline into anybody. It really doesn't seem like it. It really doesn't. If this team was disciplined, we would not be false starting and we would not have these many flags. It's just ridiculous. It's so 
ridiculous. I hate watching it. Like, I just sit there laughing during the game. I'm laughing during the game because I'm just like, what else am I supposed to expect here? It's the Dallas Cowboys. We always figure out a way to screw everything up. But there was one positive thing that I could take away from last night, and that was Micah Parsons sacking Tom Brady twice last night. That was amazing. Micah Parsons is a generational player that is going to have his talent wasted in Dallas. As soon as his contract is up in Dallas, I'm sorry, Micah Parsons, if you're listening to this, you need to get out of Dallas as soon as you can. You're not going to win. You're not going to do what you want to do with your team. You're not going to get a Super Bowl ever in Dallas. We're just not going to win. Dallas is not the place to win a Super Bowl anymore. It was 30 years ago, but it's not now. So you kind of have to look at it from that perspective. We haven't won in 30 years. Dak Prescott has won in four in the playoffs. He's inaccurate. He's still throwing the ball behind the receivers. And the thing that's very annoying about Dak Prescott for me is when I look at the replay and I look at who is open on the field in front of him, I feel like I can read the defense better than Dak Prescott can. He threw the ball to CeeDee Lamb in triple coverage in his zone, in his zone defense. The Bucs were playing zone, and there were three guys around CeeDee Lamb. He looked kind of open, but kind of towards the left of the side of the field, you got number 86, Dalton Schultz, wide open. Why don't you just throw it to him? It would have been an automatic first down, and we would have kept moving the chains. How does he not see that guy? How? Like, does he not read the entire field? Does he seriously not read the entire field? Because that shit is fucking annoying. It's so annoying to see a guy who doesn't do anything progressing. He doesn't progress. He doesn't go through any of his progressions, and he doesn't progress as a player. At all. He doesn't progress. He hasn't gotten any better since his third year in the league. His third year. And why are we doing option runs with Dak Prescott as well? Like, Kellen Moore, like, why are you doing this play calling? Why? We have no players on offense. Our receivers are garbage, except CeeDee Lamb. But I don't think CeeDee Lamb's even ready to be a number one receiver yet. It's his third year in the league. He's got to have a lot of pressure on him. He's getting double teamed every play because that's the only guy Dak really wants to throw the ball to. I mean, I can't even name our other receivers. Like, that's how bad it is. But we're missing a lot of pieces. We're missing Michael Gallup. We're missing Jalen Tolbert. Um, we're just missing a lot of key receivers that could really help us, but I don't think it was going to make a difference at all um, in our performance. I mean, I think we still would have been bad. We maybe would have scored a touchdown or two, but we still wouldn't have won the game. The Buccaneers are just so much more physical than us. They're just that much better than us. I mean, the Buccaneers literally were killing us running the football. We could not stop Leonard Fournette last night. I mean, he was tearing it up. I mean, he had over 100 yards. I mean, he was killing it. Leonard Fournette is such a good running back. And that Tampa offensive line is beautiful. They they block for him so good. And then Julio Jones last night. Oh, my Lord. He looked like he was back to normal shape. He looked like he was back to normal. Like he was in Atlanta. I mean, he literally looked like he was a Falcon Julio Jones last night. They were doing all these jet sweeps with him. They were passing the ball, letting him run. I mean, they were just giving him a bunch of opportunities to get involved in the game. And I really had a fun time watching Julio Jones. I didn't really care if the Cowboys were losing. I mean, Julio Jones is a cool player to watch. And then uh, Mike Evans, 
you know, he caught a touchdown pass last night, the only one in the game. And that, I mean, we don't expect anything different from Mike Evans. I mean, he's 6'5". He's supposed to catch a touchdown. But um, Tom Brady, he looked pretty good last night. He kind of wasn't as sharp as I really thought he would be. But, I mean, it's Tom Brady. He always figures it out later in the season. It's only week one. It's one game. But it's one game for the Cowboys. And our season's already over, guys. It's already over. I mean, we don't even need to talk about the Cowboys next week. We play the Cincinnati Bengals, and we're going to lose that game. 100%. We're not winning that game. Cooper Rush is not going to give us the dub at quarterback. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We just don't have anybody to protect him. And the Cincinnati defense is pretty decent. Not as good as the Bucks defense, but still. But last night was hard to watch. Dak Prescott is out for like six weeks now. Six weeks. And he's going to have a thumb injury that's going to put him out. Ah. Mm, guys, you don't understand how frustrated I am with this. You really don't. I mean, there's levels to this frustration thing with me, Cowboys-wise. And I'm so frustrated to the point where I really don't even care anymore. Like usually I'd be come on here super angry and you know all that. I just I just really don't think anger is the right word to describe this season already. It already this season's already felt super super long and it has barely started. Barely started it. Like it's felt like we've been in week 16 already. This is how long these 24 hours have been for me as a Cowboys fan. And I really think Cowboys Nation it's going to have a lot to say about this. I kind of heard the fans on the TV last night booing Dak, booing the Cowboys on offense because we weren't doing anything. Like every time our defense got a stop, we would get the ball and then go three and out. That's it. Like we can't be going three and out. And especially if our defense is giving us opportunities. Like we do not have a bad defense at all. Like our defense is actually really good. Like, I'm really tempted to say we have a top five defense in the league. I mean, we have one of the best corners in the NFL in Trayvon Diggs. We have one of the best linebacker duos in Leighton Vander Esch and Micah Parsons. Anthony Brown played well last night. He was covering Julio Jones good. He's gotten better. I mean, we have players. We have Jermaine Curse. I mean, we have some guys. We have some guys. And we're not bad on defense, but if our Defense helps us. Our offense has got to bail us out. I mean, they have to put points on the board. But I don't see that even happening now without Dak in the lineup. But we'll see if Cooper Rush can be more accurate because Cooper Rush was accurate when he was in the game. Not going to lie. He was pretty accurate. But honestly, I'm kind of done talking about the Cowboys because I can't stand it anymore. Um, But this is my take of the day right here. My take of the day is that the Cowboys will win five games. That's my take of the day. Cowboys will win five games this season. But let's talk about another game because I'm not really happy about talking the, about the Cowboys right now. But I did write an article about um, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers game last night. Um, I'm not going to talk about that on this podcast, but that was an insane game. Um, if you guys didn't watch that game, make sure to go watch the highlights and read my article because that was insane. But let's talk about another team real quick that looked pretty good yesterday. The Miami Dolphins beat the New England Patriots yesterday 20-7. to 
I was really impressed with the Dolphins yesterday. Tua Tagalova, he looked very sharp. He threw for 270 yards. And Tyreek Hill, he he had 94. I mean, an okay game. Um, but to beat the Patriots 20-7 to is, is very impressive. I mean, the Patriots have a good defense, a good coaching staff, one, the best coach in all of football in Bel- Belichick. And Mike McDaniels, first-year Dolphins head coach, wins in his Dolphins debut. I mean, what a great story, honestly. Um, you know, the Dolphins are going to be a problem this year. They really, they really are going to be an issue. I mean, they're going to be a really good team. And that AFC... And that AFC East is so good. I mean, the only bad team is the Jets. The Jets aren't doing anything. But the Bills are really good. They're probably the best team in the NFL right now, in my opinion. Josh Allen is MVP. He's going to he's gonna win MVP this year. I guarantee it. Josh Allen wins MVP. But the Dolphins, you got the Dolphins in that division. You got the Bills. And then the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots will always figure it out. They always somehow figure out ways to win when it's necessary. Um, but another game I wanted to kind of kind of touch on a little bit was the Packers and Vikings game. The Packers and Vikings, Vikings dominated. I mean, the Packers did not look in sync at all. I mean, the offensive line cannot protect Aaron Rodgers whatsoever. He wasn't in sync with his receivers. It just didn't look like they were prepared. Now, this seems to be a common theme with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers because Last year they had the same issue. They lost like thirty to three last year to the Saints, and then they come back and go like thirteen and three, and number one seed in the NFC. So I mean, you never know with a team and with a player like Aaron Rodgers, but you got to know that they don't have Devonte Adams and how that's going to affect Aaron Rodgers' play because Devonte Adams is the best receiver in the NFL, and without him. That makes their offense very, very, very different. And you could really see that on the field yesterday. I mean, the Vikings just really took advantage of all the opportunities that their defense was giving them, getting all these stops. Um, Kirk Cousins looked good yesterday. He threw for 277 yards. And then Justin Jefferson. Woo, Justin Jefferson is a stud. He had 184 yards receiving yesterday and a touchdown. I mean, that's a great game. That's a great game to start the season. The Vikings, I think, could potentially win that division. Now, another team in that division is the NFC North. Now, the NFC North did pretty well yesterday. I mean, the Bears won against the 49ers yesterday. Justin Fields played a pretty good game. But the Lions, even though they lost, I know the Lions lost yesterday, but they scored 35 points to the Eagles and only lost by three, which is not that bad. And DeAndre Swift ran for 144 yards and and he had a touchdown, which is usually something he doesn't do. I mean, DeAndre Swift is usually pretty inconsistent, but the Eagles, man, oh, they're, I told you, the Eagles are going to win the NFC East. Like I'm telling you, I've been saying this for months now. They're going to win the NFC East. I mean, you just saw yesterday, Jalen Hurts, He threw for 243 yards yesterday, and then A.J. Brown catches for 155. I mean, that offense is so elite. I mean, they're going to be so dangerous, and I can't wait to see them play well. And they're going to kill the Cowboys when they play us. They're going to literally kill us. They're, They're so much better than us. So much better. But, I mean, there were so many good games yesterday. I mean, this is looking like it could be the best NFL season yet. I mean, we had... Two overtime games, 
One of them tied. The Colts and Texans tied. And Matt Ryan threw for like 352 yards. And Jonathan Taylor had like 161 yards rushing and a touchdown. And Jonathan Taylor, I think he's the best running back in the NFL now. He definitely is the best running back in the NFL now. Um, But guess what? We, Cowboys Nation, were the only team in the NFC East that didn't win a game yesterday. The Commanders won their debut as the Commanders with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz threw for 313 yards. He played a, he played pretty well against the Jaguars. I mean, it's just the Jaguars. I mean, I'm not going to give Washington that much props. Come on, Jaguars. But um, the Eagles, I already gave them props. But the Giants, they beat the Titans yesterday. And that's pretty impressive. Zaquan Barkley's back. He looks back. He, he looks like he's in normal form now. Um, last year, he really was kind of recovering from his knee injury, but he had 164 yards rushing yesterday, which is quite amazing. I mean, Zaquan Barkley, I think, is still a very dynamic player and still can be a, one of the best running backs in the league. I mean, he can just do, do so much on the field for you. He can come out for a pass. He can block. Um, and he's just so patient when he runs. I mean, he really waits for all the blocks to sink in and waits for the holes to open up so he can just cut right in. But um, another game that really was a good one, if you guys didn't watch it, was the Chargers and Raiders. The Chargers and Raiders, this AFC West is going to be so crazy. But the Raiders lost, and Devontae Adams had 141 yards receiving. But Derek Carr did throw three interceptions. He really needs to take care of the football more. He did throw for 295, but he needs to take care of the football a little bit more. They're not going to win games in that division if he turns it over like that. They got to clean it up. Um, I know Justin Herbert is sensational. He threw three touchdowns, zero interceptions, but no, no one on the Chargers really had an insane game. I mean, Eckler didn't run for that many yards. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, they didn't really have insane games. I mean, everyone kind of had it. Kind of was spread out a little bit. I mean, everyone had three, four catches, which is nice, but. Um, good team win, but the Chargers, I want to see some more numbers out of Eckler, and I really want to see this offense explode a little bit more next week um, against the Chiefs, which is going to be a huge game. Uh, the Chiefs are coming off a dominant win against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are going to be interesting this year because a lot of noise has been going around with Kyler Murray and his contract and like the video game stuff and how he doesn't play well when he plays video games, if he's not motivated to be better. I don't really know what's going on with that. I mean, I don't really think Kyler Murray is the most motivated player in the world, but I don't think he's the least motivated player in the world. I mean, I think he's just right there. I mean, I think he works hard enough to just get by. But the guy's so talented that he it kind of overshadows his work ethic a little bit, in my opinion, because he's just so good. I mean, he has a cannon. He can run around in circles and still throw a 100-yard a pass, it seems like. I mean... It's it's a, he's at that level, but the Chiefs answered a lot of questions yesterday. How are they going to do without Tyree Kill? I think they're going to do the exact same. I mean, they still have Patrick Mahomes, who's a top three quarterback in this league, and then they have Travis Kelsey, who's the best tight end in, in the NFL. I know I said Darren Waller was the best tight end in the NFL in previous episodes, but I take that back. Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the league, um, but the Chiefs still have McCole Hardman who is a very experienced receiver with Patrick Mahomes, but they did get Juju Smith-Schuster, which Juju Smith-Schuster was a pretty 
pretty good pickup, in my opinion. I mean, he's a pretty good receiver. I mean, the Chiefs has some guys. It's not like they lost everybody, but they did lose some defense. They lost Tyron Matthew, um, who's on the Saints now. Um, but, I mean, the Chiefs are still going to be a problem. I mean, they still could very much win the AFC West. I kind of under- underestimated them a little bit because I thought without Tyreek Hill, they would struggle more, but I think they're just going to be fine. I think they could even be better, in my opinion. I mean, Andy Reid's still coaching. Patrick Mahomes, Super One quarterback. I mean, there's just nothing you can really say about this Chiefs team that makes you raise your eyebrows and be like, okay, there's issues here. Like, they're still a really elite team. Um, and they proved that yesterday on the road. Um, but this is going to go ahead and do it for uh, today's episode of the Take Podcast. I really hope you guys enjoyed uh, this episode. Um, I'm sorry I haven't posted in a while. Um, a lot of stuff went on, on my social media. I wasn't able to access it. Um, but uh, make sure to follow me on Spotify and hit that notification bell so you do not miss out on any more episodes. And also check out the last article on uh, the Bengals and Steelers. Uh, it's on the take.sport.blog. And uh, follow my social medias on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, TikTok uh, so you can see clips of the podcast. Um, but this is Jackson Burleson signing off. I hope you guys enjoyed. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.